You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And I'll share, you know, one of the, the struggles that we have here uh, on the podcast is really like this balance to discuss things from like a, a collector perspective while also wanting to discuss things from a NFT creator perspective. And, you know, this past week I was at the Creator Expo and it was very interesting, right? The The event was much different than a lot of the other Web3 events that I had been to where most of the people uh, at this event were, were creators that have been um, monetizing and making a living for many years as creators. Uh, and uh, many of them had, you know, were YouTube, cha- had YouTube channels, authors, uh, speakers, but uh, you know, while at the same time, you know, a lot of the the conversation on stage was really from the standpoint of like how we can become better creators in this creator economy, or as creator entrepreneurs, or really in this like Web three space. And it was a lot less focused on you know NFT projects or metaverse projects or cryptocurrencies. And you know, one of the things that like kind of hit me on that, like from a standpoint of when we think about like this whole space, one of the things that I, I feel like there's a massive gap, and I think this gap actually kind of you know kind of sits on both sides of the fence, is that like I I believe like those that are are marketers, those that are in social media, those that have been in the kind of creator space uh, previously, they look at Web three and NFT projects from a different light than those that maybe come through the crypto space or maybe become your first an NFT collector. And then you're thinking about, you know, how do I, you know, uh, drop my own NFT project now that I'm kind of understanding these, these whole worlds. But the funny thing about this entire space, right? The, if we think about it, if, if you're an NFT collector and you want to become an NFT creator, as far as dropping your own project, or if you are a content creator, uh, maybe you've been an influencer on YouTube or TikTok or made a living on your blog or as an author, and you want to get into uh, launching your own NFT project, there's actually one synergy. There's actually one arena, one space that I actually look at and say, wow, like this is the intersection for those worlds as far as like focus and understanding. And it's actually a term that I don't like using a lot, but it's been you know a lot of my business. It's what I get hired to speak on a lot of stages on. And it's this idea of, you know, actually, I'm not even going to say the word yet. I'm going to explain where we're thinking about, where I think about this before I say the word, because I don't want to jade um, your view of this. 
But if we think about it from like both worlds, right? The idea of creators uh, as well as NFT collectors that are dropping an NFT project. I say this a lot. I've said it on stage that, that I believe that the future of business is community, but we are all in the same business and that business is trust. How do we build trust? How do we maintain trust? How do we scale trust? Which I would still argue to this day is the, the hardest, um, you know, of those kind of trust in that, oops, in that trust uh, triangle world. But with that being said, if we think about it in this digital world, what is, what is our, our individual trust? Like, how is it even measured? Right. How, if we think about it, like when you meet somebody online, you discover somebody, it doesn't have to be in the NFT world. It, uh, it can be anywhere. Like let's say you're, you're someone introduced you and they connect you um, digitally and they're like, hey, I really want to, you know, I want to get you on the phone call with somebody or, hey, I would love to introduce you to this person. And, and you're not going to meet them in person. You're going to meet them, uh, of course, online first. How is that trust kind of determined? And I know for, you know, I, I'm just going to throw out, you know, maybe you Google, Google the person's name. Maybe you go onto LinkedIn and you check out their LinkedIn profile. Maybe you're like, well, they're, they're not really a marketer. They probably don't have much on LinkedIn. I'm going to check out their Instagram account. I'm going to put their name into Facebook. I'm going to look for them on Twitter and see if I can find their Twitter account. Maybe I'm going to look for their YouTube channel. Uh, one of the things that I often do as well is I will oftentimes put like their you know first name, last name, and then like the name of their business and see if I can see what comes up in Google results. But when it comes down to it, let's face it, you know, when... Our digital reputation, our digital vehicle for trust is really measured and assumed that way, right? There's no like way we can look up someone's credit score or we can look up, you know, um, let's say we can, you know, ultimately we can shake their hand and look them in their eyes, right? Like as we would in the traditional uh, sense. And so I say all of that because I actually believe that like that term that I wasn't going to mention before that I actually think is the most beautiful intersection of this whole piece is what was traditionally called personal branding, right? Your personal brand. Now, I didn't like that word originally because it felt very marketing to me. Like, oh, everyone has a personal brand. And it's like, well, everyone has a digital footprint. Everyone has a digital reputation you you know every action you take online um is ultimately an element of your digital footprint and so one of the things that i've been focusing a lot on is around digital identity and even uh, reputation management right like when we think about digital identity like how are we how a are we being discovered how is our digital identity being discovered by strangers but how are we investing in our our digital identity as far as how are we helping people discover or learn about us you know in the the best ways right and i've shared this before but like you know for me for many years on my first page of google results next you know if you typed in you know quote brian fanzo unquote and you put that into um, Google for many years, it was actually my poker playing results was that was what would come up on that front page, which is funny because I had a security clearance and, you know, uh, I played poker. Yes, for some some years. And, you know, and mainly because those sites have been very well SEOed and there are you know, some articles written about some poker tournaments and stuff that I had won. That was like really my first page Google results. And I was always like, man, as someone that's like a keynote speaker and like 
that's not probably the best Google results for me. And so, of course, I've blogged, uh, you know, for many years, for over seven, eight years on medium.com. I've had a blog on my website since 2013. I've been active on Twitter since 2009. I've uh, been posting regularly to Instagram since uh, Instagram first rolled out. I've been massively active on LinkedIn uh, since 2014. And I say all that because like, Really, when I look at like my digital identity, my digital footprint, my digital reputation, I'm very proud of what it represents. You know, even if there, you know, there might be some negativity or or comments to me that those are all that's part of like this whole experience, right? And and I know not everyone has approached you know the last ten years the way that I have. Like I've been very blessed. I you know for me a lot of my my focus in new, starting November 2nd, you know, 2013 was how do I tell my story? How do I put myself out there? How do I own what people Google for me? How do I own when someone searches for me on LinkedIn or someone searches me on Instagram? How do I make sure that what comes up is a, what I want them want to be surfaced and B I'm able to kind of own those results in a way that kind of allows me to stand out, allows me to get hired um, to speak, allows me to get, uh, you know, grow my podcast. But I will say like, it's also a little bit concerning for me and it always has been that if someone is really good at marketing or they really good with Google AdWords or they're an SEO, which is SEO stands for search engine optimization. If they're really good at optimizing their Google results in many cases, they can be the first result when that doesn't mean that they are the best person for the job or the best person for that experience, right? And I was actually talking to a friend of mine who has uh, the health coin over on Rally, and he was talking about how big of a problem that is in the, the medical doctor space where people will often Google a doctor in their area looking for you know a, a doctor on a specific thing. And they kind of look at it and like, oh, this is the first result on Google. They must be the best doctor. But let's face it, that's not the case always at all. They might be really great at search engine optimization. They might be using Google. They could be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in Google ads to be able to position themselves there. And so you might be thinking, okay, Brian, what does all of this matter? And it actually matters a lot when we think about you know, this idea of digital trust, right? Like I I've shared, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day and I, I really dive deep into the personal brand of the founders of an NFT project. Now, in many cases, even if they're doxxed, even if I know their first name, last name, in many cases, I know that they're not marketers. So I'm not expecting for like years of Google results or the most perfectly optimized uh, uh, you know, LinkedIn profile. But I am expecting some type of footprint where I can look in and be like, oh, they've been posting here regularly or here are some reviews about them that, from people that have worked with them or you know, whatever that may be. And so I say all of that because one of the places that I, I firmly believe we can all improve on when it comes to like, how do we, how, you know, how do you sell out an NFT collection? I would argue if you're a great storyteller, you're going to win. How do you, uh, you know, help others find your favorite NFT collection that you hold in your uh, wallet? You tell great stories about that, you know, why you're in that project, what that project's all about. How do you get hired as an NFT marketer and NFT advisor? 
you tell your story very well in Twitter spaces, on social media, put yourself out there. How do you as a developer get to work with great uh, projects and, and you know, expand your portfolio? Well, hopefully people are able to tell the story of what it's like to work with you and how that, those interactions work. Now, I will say that might be like very like pie in the sky, like, oh, wow, okay, Brian, sure. But here's the other part of this that I've been noticing a lot. There is almost a retraction in communication from NFT project leaders, usually using the excuse of, we don't want to be like everyone else that makes claims that they can't back up. So they'll say things like, I'm not going to talk about what the mint day is until we have it locked in, or I'm going to wait till we're closer to the day for we're gonna, when we're going to launch our next pace of the roadmap because... We don't want to be like those people that say all of these things, yet they don't deliver on them. And here's the truth to this. I don't think that's the right way to do this either. I actually think that you do more disservice to your brand by holding back too much in the storytelling communication part of it. Yes, you can hold back the exact details, but giving people enough to know that you are trustworthy and that they can hold you accountable to something is essential. Like one of the things that I just saw was a project that I really love just posted out. Like they kept saying early on that it was going to come in like, Hey, we're, we're not going to put a date on it, but it's more than likely going to be a May, June timeframe for what we, the, this rolling out of their next project. Well, I just saw that they, they finally dropped like communication in their discord. And you know what it says? It just simply says, We don't want to give out too much details, but it'll definitely be in the summer of 2022. Now for them, they're conveying that saying, Hey, we don't want to put a date, you know, a stake in the ground and then not deliver. But I will also say, do you know what that, that impression is to us as collectors and those that have been following for a while? We're now like, Oh, here it is. They said May, June, or maybe we assumed, maybe they didn't even say May, June. We assumed May, June. Now they're just giving us like summer of 2022. When is the summer exactly in 2022? Is that like May to August, May to September? Uh, How does that really work in this space? So here's the the, the lesson I've learned in personal branding and digital that is kind of ties this whole episode together. When you over communicate and you are transparent, you, you are able to garner forgiveness and acceptance if you have to move things back from launch or change the date on things. The problem becomes, and the problem in the NFT space, it was not the fact that people kept communicating things and then not delivering. It was that they weren't communicating things and then not delivering them at all. Or from the start, they put dates that were not even um, achievable out there and then they like almost ignored it. Like, oh yeah, we did say we were going to drop the game a couple months ago, but we're still working on it. Here's, here's, here's what I, my recommendation. And, and please, you know, I know maybe not a lot of NF, current NFT founders listen to all of the podcast episodes. I know people are busy, but like take this episode back and like, you know, maybe message someone privately that is a project founder of one of your favorite projects and just ask them to listen to this episode because here's the thing. We cannot fall victim or allow the other's mistakes 
to stop us or prevent us from continuing to build that trust, to embrace the transparency, and ultimately bring people along on the journey. So my recommendation is that it's not about like, hey, I'm going to give the exact date, but you can say things like, we are working towards the upcoming drop at the end of May. But you know, bear with us, things might change a little bit. But don't worry, every Monday, we are going to give you an update. And guess what? If in two Mondays, you're like, you know what? We underestimated the amount of work that it was going to be required for our delivery for the end of May. So we're going to actually push it probably to the middle of June. But we're going to update you every Monday leading up to that. This is a massive, massive issue is that we must over communicate. We must give our community. Really, here's the funny part. It's actually not the, the deliverables that piss people off in this space when it comes to lack of trust. It's actually the deliverable of communication, the lack of deliverable on communication that pisses me, most people off. Most people just want to know, A, that their voice is heard, and B, that they're, they're in the know with what's going on. Like you'd be, you'd be surprised that if you look back at some of the projects, what they did is they probably moved the date a lot, but they did not put gaps into their communication or go silent or avoid having these conversations along the way. And so here's my, my recommendation. And and it goes for us as founders. It goes for those that are trying to tell stories. And this goes to your personal brand, manage expectations from your perspective, right? How do you be consistent? How do you build trust? You manage expectations. How do you manage expectations? You communicate them very clearly and you repeat them and you continue to show up with those expectations, right? For here on the podcast, most of you know, right? Like there are things that will, will change here on the podcast. Some days I'm not able to deliver the podcast at 11, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. Other days where I'm like, hey, you know, we're running behind. But guess what I do every single time is I post it in our Discord. I share out on Twitter. Hey, sorry, you know, the episode's not coming, uh, you know, this morning. It's going to come later today. I'm traveling or whatever it may be. Well, by me communicating that to you, now you're like at least in the know. But I will tell you the opposite, and I've done this in my past, you know, in early on in my personal brand, was I was thinking, you know what, if I don't, like, if I don't communicate that we're probably going to push it back, maybe people will forget those dates. Maybe people will forget what they agreed to. And here's the truth. People don't forget those things, even when they're just followers or fans. But when someone's an investor, when someone is an owner, when someone feels as though they have a, an interest, a, vet, a vetted interest in the success of what's going on, they are going to hold your feet to the fire. And the crazy part about it is we've taken the wrong approach. We know that we're going to be held accountable. So rather than giving people open communication and putting dates out there that might move, We don't put any dates out there and we keep everything under this veil of exclusion. And like, and we say things like, well, we, we, we don't want to, you know, we understand that like FOMO is part of this and we understand speculation is also, you know, part of this game. And we're going to just going to lean into that. Guess what? I, I, you can still drive massive demand and you can still invoke people's you know, curiosity and excitement by holding, by not giving them all of the details, but, but by still communicating enough to where they're coming along with you on the journey. And so I really, really, really stress 
that we can't start falling back and saying, I know some projects put out their dates and then they don't deliver and we don't want to be that project. Well, here's the truth. You're probably going to be that project anyhow, because you know what? Life changes, shit changes, you know, deliverables change, the way that we think things are going to work change. I mean, that's this whole thing. But the blockchain doesn't lie. And we have to be very clear in our ability to communicate every step of the journey. I, I, I really do believe the projects that over communicate in the sense of, hey, we have meetings coming up this week with a metaverse player. We'll let you know how things go. Well, if that meeting doesn't go well, it doesn't mean you need to like, you know, air your dirty laundry, right? Like there's a difference between uh, oversharing and transparency, right? Oversharing is putting your dirty laundry out there and giving people a whole bunch of bad news or like whining or complaining, right? Like putting things out there that have no ventured interest. But transparency, what transparency is about is giving people a window in so that they can determine how trustworthy you are. And that, that, that window in, if you are only sharing once you have like the final date or if you're only sharing the end result or you're like, you know what, I'm not, we're not going to tell them until the, the smart contract is finished, until the website is done. We're not going to give any, well, guess what also that does? Maybe someone's using their liquidity to buy into a different project and all of a sudden they're blindsided because the project they loved, which is yours, all of a sudden dropped and they weren't prepared for it and it's too late. They're not going to be able to jump in now and guess what they feel like? They feel jaded. They feel hurt. They feel like, wow, the project I love that I'm already invested in didn't give me enough heads up to be prepared. And now I'm in another project. And you know what? Screw them. I'm done. Right. And that's that's oftentimes the way this is going to work. So I will tell you, if you're looking for a place to start, right, maybe even before you even think about your first NFT project, think about how are you building your personal brand? How are you building trust online? What is, maybe if you don't have a website, go to medium.com. It's a free, uh, you can blog there. All you need to do is connect your Twitter account, right? Maybe you need, maybe you need to go update your LinkedIn profile. Maybe you need to Google your name and see what comes up and start thinking about how do I, how do I start to change that, that, that perspective? And there's, there's a lot of great blogs and people that can help you out with, you know, kind of, uh, conveying that because here's the thing. I actually believe our personal brand, which will be connected to our digital identity, which will be rooted in the blockchain, right? Our digital identity will be connected in the very near future to what NFTs we hold, the crypto and things that we've done on the blockchain, the information we have on the blockchain, our, our, our PO apps, right? Proof of attendance protocol, right? We're going to be able to say like, these are all the places I've showed up. These are all the things I've done. These are all of the people I've met. We're going to, it's no longer going to be like, like, hey, you know, logos on our website, we're gonna actually be able to prove the brands and businesses we worked with. That's called digital, our digital identity. But even before we get to being able to validate our digital identity on the blockchain, it's your personal brand today that you can start working on, delivering on, honing in on, putting things out there, editing things, making sure that you are consistent across all your social channels. And I will tell you, the thing that, most, I believe, and this goes to NFT NYC, we'll see what VCon does because Gary, Gary usually has a pretty de- decent handle on this. And I will say that the lineup for VCon has a pretty good mix. Uh, NFT NYC, some of the upcoming, um, you know, uh, Bitcoin events, Ethereum events, um, well, you know, Miami NFT week. Here's the truth. We need both. We need talks 
that help us become better content creators, better storytellers, better um, web designers, better facilitators of communication in the digital realm. But on the other side of this, we also need content events and creator events to be better understanding of the blockchain, the metaverse, NFTs, cryptocurrency, um, what does digital identity and reputation management look like in, uh, in a blockchain world? We need to bring these worlds together. And I'm just going to put it out there. I believe I'm one of the best that can bring those worlds together. And I'm not saying that from an ego perspective. I'm saying that from an experience perspective. I've been teaching people about employee advocacy and personal branding for 10 years. I'm a tech educator. I am a futurist. I am all in on NFTs, cryptocurrency, the blockchain, the metaverse. I've minted an NFT now on 15 different blockchains. I've dropped my own NFT project that had royalties and memberships. We're doing the proof of podcast here on the podcast. To me, that's what this is all about. And for all of you that are on this journey with us on the podcast, guess what? You're going to continue to come with us and I'm going to continue to share. I'm going to continue to put things out there. I'm going to continue to give you amazing resources to become a better storyteller, a better writer. If you want to be a, become a better writer, you need to, to buy my good friend book, my good friend's book, Anne Hanley. Anne Hanley has written a book. She has an amazing book on how to become a better writer. Amazing book to read. If you want to become a better content creator, you can go to two of my the books that changed my entire perspective of content. And they are, they are written a while ago, but they still are massively valuable. Utility by Jay Bear and Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. If you want to understand how to better put your values and your mission out there so people can understand what you core believe, there's a book by my good friend Brant Menzwar called Black Sheep, and it will help you understand you know, what are your black sheep values and how you can put your values and purpose out there to the world. Those are, if you want to, if you want to know how to present your value propositions better to the world, there's a book by a gentleman that's named Phil Jones. It's called Know Exactly What to Say. That book is an amazing book for what, how you can use the right language, the right words, not only in your sales and in your marketing, but on your website, in your, um, in your, uh, description. You see what I did? That was all just off the top of my head. I didn't even have a plan of dropping those books or those, but those are people that I know personally and those books have personally impacted me and my ability to tell my story, to put my name out there. And I will tell you, point blank, my personal brand, starting my personal brand, investing my personal brand, telling my story publicly, putting myself out there, being more transparent, letting people access into who I am, has garnered the success that I've had so far. And I know it will continue to pay off in more ways than I could ever imagine in the future. As always, my friends, do your own damn research. Remember, hopefully you'll guys you'll jump over and check out our Discord over at discord.gg slash ADHD coin. Discord.gg slash ADHD coin. We are super powered by the ADHD coin over on Rally. Uh, always appreciate you going over there checking out. And I'll, I'll just leave you with this. Uh, there is nobody better to tell your story than you. The aspects of your story that you're like, I don't know if people want to hear about this, about me. They do. Because I believe if you're listening to this podcast, you have good things to say. You're doing great things. You are great people doing great things right now. The problem is we don't know about it. And it's easy to blame that and say, man, the, 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 I've always been told to keep my head down and let my work do the talking for me. Here's the truth. If you were 
just ex- assuming that your work will do the talking for you. You'll be out of a job, out of business. You will not be discovered. Your voice and story will never be heard because in today's day and age, everyone has a megaphone, the good people and the bad people. The problem is the bad people, the imposters have zero problem putting out their message, screaming from the top of the, the, the mountaintop and, 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 you know, sharing rainbows, unicorns and BS. Those great people that are doing great things, we need to, you need to own that you are the mess, you are the storyteller, you are the messenger. And if you're thinking about like, where do I get started? Start where you are most comfortable. If you, if you don't mind writing, start a blog post on Medium. If you don't like, you don't mind talking, but you don't want to be on video, launch your own podcast or start Twitter spaces. If you don't mind being on video, I say press the damn button, start video, start putting the video on YouTube, strip out the audio upload it to um, an audio place or record it on Twitter spaces. Take that audio, put it into a transcript, turn that transcript into a blog post. Take 15 second clips from your videos and turn them into Instagram stories or Insta or TikTok, uh, you know, or Instagram reels or TikTok videos. The options and, and vehicles are out there. We just can't, we have to stop making excuses for ourselves for not telling our story, for not investing in our personal brand because as the digital identity is being able to be validated on on our blockchain, our ability to do this will only be heightened in importance. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.